Yo, this is Caesar Walker, the Cool Calm Collector one, and I'm joined by none other than Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for sophisticated ignorance, intellectual stupidity, and well articulated nonsense. Gat, where are my horns? Uh, I left them on vacation. Uh, are they? Yeah, they are. Oh, can you go back and get them? Uh, yeah. Are they here? Uh, yeah, they have to go. Wait for it. God bless you, sir. God bless I'm you. Rusty. Where are? Where is our tribe? Where are our fans? They usually cheer for us oh, in the beginning. Yeah, where right. are they? Where are they, they on vacation? Yeah, they're about about. Oh. oh, thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Our side. Listen, for those of you who are clapping and just welcoming us back after being off a week. We want to thank you guys. And if you're listening to us on Apple, we want you guys to go find us at TH. Have you, did you change it on Apple? Yes. THA tipping point. Okay. Uh, find us there. Uh, subscribe to us. And if you really rock with us, rank us and leave a comment. Also, if you're listening to us via SoundCloud, uh, leave comments on those episodes that resonate with you. We know you guys have a point of view. So definitely do that and follow us there as well as Spotify. Now, we are on IG as well as Twitter, but Gat, if you do not know how to reach us on any of those platforms, there's a website for that. What's that website? TheTippingPoint.com. That's T-H-A, TippingPoint.com. Thank you, my friend. Let's get the show started. Gat. Walker. This is a special episode. This is. I, I, wondered, I wondered why you asked me to bring three microphones because there's only two of us. Well, it's special for another reason. Oh, okay. I thought you wanted your ego to talk on the other mic. No, that's yours. <laughs> that's your mic. No, but seriously, this is episode. <laughs> no, this is episode fifty. We made it to fifty. Fifty, aka Ferrari. Yeah, F- man. Fifty. <laughs> episode fifty, and we're doing something special. We got a treat for everyone. We have a guest. All right, we have a friend of mine who. He wears a lot of hours. Well, he's a friend of the show now and friend of yours as well. Because you you really like the guy. Y'all hit it off, right? Uh, He wears a lot of hats. Uh, This guy is a, when I met him, minister of the gospel, um, rapper. This guy is a incredible husband and father. Uh, He's a incredibly talented barber. He's a lot of things, but uh, he's my guy, most importantly, and uh, it's my guy, LP. Yeah! What's, What's going on, bro? Man, I am excited. I'm turned up, and I'm not turning down anytime soon, and I am so very excited and very appreciative of this opportunity to be on the Tipping Point. Um, so, and that introduction that you gave, uh-huh. uh, just remind me later on what to write the check out to. Okay. <laughs> no, absolutely. But he's feeling important. And man. you're also an avid uh, Saints fan, so he's making a big sacrifice for her for us right now doing the recording. So oh, no doubt. No. I doubt. want to appreciate no you doubt. for doing that. It's all good, man. It's relationship over religion, and we all know that sports fanaticism is indeed a religion. And so, um, you know, it's much better to have relationships. You know, and so agreed. Yeah, man. So this is more important. This is far more important. So, LP, I have no idea what's going on with the FB Live. Um, it's it's okay. Okay, we'll be fine. Don't don't blame it on the iPhone either. I'm we, not. We don't uh, want to do this. iPhones are are okay. Um. So actually, uh, LP, let us for you know, Gatry is just now meeting you. Our 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 listeners are listening to you. 
Where does LP come from? Well, um, I'm actually, um, I, um, I'm a barber by trade, right? Um, but I'm also an entertainer, right? And um, my stage name is LP, and it stands for Like Paul. Um, when I first got into the entertainment uh, aspect of what I do, um, I had to come up with a name, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I needed to be something different from my government name, right? Um, and so me and my my homies, uh, when, when I was, because when I first started doing this, I was still in in school at Miles College. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we're still currently in um, homecoming right weekend, uh, right. which we just had. We had an amazing game against uh, Clark Atlanta, and we won. Nice, um, yeah, man. So Miles College is amazing, and the most amazing place on the face of this earth. But anyway, next to <laughs> next to you know, because we're doing the HBCU challenge as well. Um, okay. Even though we didn't attend, um, I'm I'm Go Steelman. Okay. And I'm ASU. Okay. Cool, um, I, cool, I, you know, I know we ASU. Y'all may sites. Are we playing? Are is ASU playing y'all this year? No, 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 no. Okay, they, I know they're they, not going to get the opportunity to get the smoke. But <laughs> they, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But no, but but when I was at Miles, when I first started doing this, uh, trying to come up with a name, I can remember um, we would be in the dorm room. Uh, studying the word, and we would ask, uh, "Hey man, who would you compare yourself to?" Mm. They'd be like, "Man, I compare myself to David because I'm after God's own heart, you know." And I'd be like, "Man, I compare myself to Paul because Paul was that dude. He would go in and and, and create order and make stuff happen." Right. So with that, I was like, "Okay, um, okay, I'm like Paul, um, so I could call myself AP, like." Abbreviated for Apostle Paul, or I can call myself LP, you know, uh, for like Paul. And I'm like, which y'all think I should go with, AP or LP? They like, man, I like LP. So that's when I started. That's pretty much where it came from. Yeah, that's what LP stands. Oh, and I never knew that. I really? just knew, yeah, I just knew <laughs> LP. Yeah, and it man, just, it and, just stuck. And 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 um, I tell people, I tell, I say this all the time when I'm on stage. Um, LP stands for like Paul, and I feel like I'm like Paul for many different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at any successful person, they have core values that they live by. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that the Apostle Paul said in Scripture, I like to use them as core values. Uh, for an example, he said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. Right. I'm someone that's very unashamed. It don't matter where I am, gotcha. whether I'm on somebody's block, whether I'm in the mall, whether I'm at church, it don't matter. I'm unashamed of the gospel. Because the gospel was shared with me and it changed my life. So I'm very unashamed. Also, he said, if God be for us, who can be against us? Right. Uh, During this time, in this season, especially with um, the faith being criticized extremely Mm -hmm. because of the misrepresentation, because of the poor stigmas that's available. um, You know, a lot of people rising up and trying to come against the faith. But I believe if God be for us. Who could be against us? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> and finally, he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, I, no matter what, I, I've endured a lot, man. I've gone through a lot yeah. walking with the Lord. Yeah. And I've been able to not only um, endure it, but I've been able to overcome it. And I strongly believe it's because of who I am in Christ, my position in Christ. You oh. know what I'm saying? So, oh. that's why, you know, I can do all things through Christ. So, anyway. Those core values, those three things that were said by the Apostle Paul, I use them as core values in my life. And, you know, that's why I feel like I'm like Paul. 
Dope. Yeah. Dope. I love it. Love it. Listen. So you said something, and you, you're you, you're forcing me to call an audible on the fly. So I'm a lead in a certain direction based off of what you said. You have caught a lot of flack for standing firm in the faith, right? Yeah. Um, especially via social media where you're very vocal. Um, for those of you who may not follow LP, he has a very large social media presence. Yeah, I found that out a few yeah, minutes ago. Trying to friend him, right? <laughs> no new friends. <laughs> Absolutely. So this week you've been going pretty hard uh, about the whole Botham John situation and, and the the pretty much the um the reaction in the aftermath of the ruling for Amber Geiger. Yes. Um, for those who don't know or have been under a huge rock, um, Amber Geiger was sentenced <laughs> to 10 years with five years of uh, parole after five years. She'll be up for parole, I think. And um, it was not, people were upset about that because they felt like if the tables were turned and it was Botham John walking into Amber Geiger's apartment, that he probably would not have gotten 10 years. I think that's a pretty conservative opinion. It's a pretty definite assurance that he probably wouldn't have. But what really angered a lot of people was what the family did as it pertains to Amber Geiger and particularly the judge as well. Um, Amber Geiger was, um, the family got up, they asked the family, do they want to say anything? And they spoke to her, um, and said that they forgave her and they forgave her and they actually hugged and embraced her and that drove a lot of strong criticism from people outside of the body of christ as well as inside of the body of christ and lp you did a facebook live you made several posts i saw them on ig as well as facebook what what, what was your feeling about that um I have mixed feelings because um, some of the things that were said um, by the, the critics, mm -hmm. there's a lot of validity to what they're saying mm -hmm. uh, pertaining to the issue of uh, forgiveness and, and things of that nature. So I, I definitely agree 100 um, percent with a lot of things that were said uh, mm -hmm. by the people. However, um, what I'm doing is I'm being an opportunist, so to speak. Um, and I can be 100, I can be real uh, with you in saying that. I'm being an opportunist to just basically share the principles and the concepts of forgiveness, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So a lot of people are like, you know, whoa, whoa, what you gonna forgive? You, you just killed your, your brother, what you talking about? Forgiveness, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> so, so I'm just being an opportunist uh, to share the principles of forgiveness to people in their personal lives, you know, because it's a lot of people that struggle with the concept of unforgiveness with uh, with family members, friends, mm -hmm. uh, co-workers, exes. things that exes, and because of that strong struggle that people have with the concept of forgiveness, I'm just using this whole, I'm just being an opportunist to talk about forgiveness. That's it. You know what I mean? I understand the Stockholm syndrome that a lot of us as a people suffer from. Right. Uh, and this is the reason why I brought balance. I, po I uh, posted something. I said, listen, I can't be mad at that, that young man for saying that he forgives that young lady. 
And I'm trying to understand why people so frustrated uh, with him forgiving the young lady. Mm -hmm. I said, but I will say this. For those of us that agree with the forgiveness that we extend to other races of people, we have to have a balance and we have to extend that same forgiveness to each other. Each other being black people. Right. So uh, we have to forgive our uncle that may have mistreated you. We have to forgive the aunt that didn't do right by us. We have to forgive uh, the, the cousin. We have to forgive our mom. We have to forgive dad. We have to forgive stepdad, you know, for what they did. Because there's a lot of us that have had extremely terrible experiences with family members. And the same way y'all looking at, oh, he forgave her. That's what's up. That's awesome. You got to take that same energy and you got to forgive them family members and that, that, that ex that didn't do right by you. You got to take that same energy. Well, in, in LP, I, I definitely agree. Um, but if I could play devil's advocate for play. a moment, um, that's a process, LP. Like, I agree. I'm, I'm not in a place. And again, devil's advocate again. I'm not in a place. Um, Me and the devil on a first name basis. We okay. know each other very well. <laughs> well. What do you say to those who would who would receive this message and, and then counter with, well, I'm not I'm not really ready to forgive right. yet. Right. Uh, well, basically, that will be an opportunity for me to teach the process of forgiveness. It's a process. It's not, you know, instantaneous. Uh, well, the beginning of the process, uh, excuse me, the overall process is indeed instantaneous, so to speak. But what we have to deal with is the feelings that we get when we're in unforgiveness. See, forgiveness, like, it's a choice. So right. whenever I have a problem, you did me wrong, you know. Um, so immediately... I have to make a decision to forgive you. I forgive you. Now, even though I said I forgive you, I still got all the feelings. I still want you to get hit by a donut truck. I still want, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, right. The, you, but after I make not a decision a UPS to forgive. Truck, a donut, donut truck. truck. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to go out right. like that personally. <laughs> Let me get a donut before you hit me with a truck. Exactly. <laughs> so right then and there, when I say I forgive you, I forgive that person. What I have to do is I go to God and I tell God, God, I feel this way about that person because that person did this to me and I want them to get hit by a donut truck. I feel so angry and hateful toward them, God. This is how I feel, God. Now, notice I'm talking to God. Uh-huh. I have these negative emotions, God, and I don't want to forgive them, God. But you said, when I stand praying, forgive. So as I stand praying, and you got to do some things on purpose. You have to stand up in that prayer. Because God, you said, when I stand praying, forgive. So I'm standing before you, God, and I forgive them. And I release them. Now, I still got the negative emotions. Still got the negative feelings. However... In the midst of my negative emotions, I was told, bless them that curse me, bless them that curse me, do good for them that despitefully misuse you, pray for them that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So Lord, I'm praying for, let's say for teaching purposes only, it is a uncle that may have hurt me or did something wrong to me. 
Father, I pray for my uncle. I pray for uh, his personal well-being. I pray for his financial status. I pray that you would bless him abundantly. I pray that you would uh, help him in his endeavors. I, I know he works at UPS, and I pray that his co-workers are blessed by his presence. I pray that he gets a raise on his job. I pray that everything pertaining to my uncle, Lord, that you would help him, that you would raise up people to assist him, to encourage him, to minister to him. Now, as I'm praying for him on a consistent basis, my negative emotions toward him turns into compassion. Right. I, yeah, I could not agree more. Yeah. So now that I have compassion toward him, now when I see my uncle, this is all teaching purposes only. I ain't got nothing going on with my uncles. We good. Now when I see Unc, my compassion draws me because compassion, there's always an action following compassion. Right. Now, my compassion, my action toward uncle is, oh, man, I feel so sorry for uncle. That's why Jesus was able to say why he was on that cross. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. For they know not what they do. Mm. Right. That's compassion. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. I can speak on this particular subject because I've had a lot of people to do a lot of hateful things to me. I've had a lot of people that have harmed me. There's been a lot of things that have been said to me, even in my home growing up. Mm -hmm. Things that have been said to me, things that have been said about me. Um, in the community, in the area, on the Gulf Coast, in the neighborhoods, I, I've lived in 12 different homes, you oh, know, wow. from the time of being, you know, from being a kid up to growing up, you know, graduating from high school. Um, it was a lot of dysfunction in my, you know, in growing up and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, I was house to house. You know, I right. had family members, friends of the family, open their homes and allowed me to stay with them. And, you know, in that process, I experienced a lot of rejection, a lot of hurt, a lot of harm, a, a lot of shame, a lot of abuse. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And those people hurt me. And... With this process that I'm telling y'all about, I had to do that right. on purpose. Right. And in the process of doing that, now I can go into those neighborhoods and see the very people that did not do me right, the very people that hurt me, the very people that rejected me. Even growing up, you know, siblings, I had issues with my siblings, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I can literally... Go in the midst of those people, and it is genuine love. There's a compassion there that drives me to want to be around them. Gotcha. To want to love them, to want to affirm them, to want to encourage them, to want to inspire. I have no junk. I'll give you a, a particular idea. In one particular neighborhood, um, I can remember there was some 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 gentlemen they you know they were former athletes you know and, and and you know you in the when you're in the community you know everybody that was good they didn't make it mm -hmm. because of poor choices or whatever the case may be and I can remember um it was a, a particular group uh man these guys were giving me such a hard time man they give me a hard time I was a very arrogant little dude you know what I'm saying just being 100 you know what I'm saying and in the midst of 
my arrogance or whatever. And and that that was a that was to hide my insecurities. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. In the midst of my arrogance, you know, that would drive a, you know a lot of them dudes. You know what I'm saying? I I always a very talented person. You know, um, and in the midst of my arrogance, you know, they're like, man, we're going to show this dude. So, that man, they give me a hard time, man. Oh, my God, they give me a hard time. You know, I'm trying to chill in the neighborhood and do my thing. Oh, you think you good, you know, you you sorry. You know, you ain't, you know, and I'll be like, man, why they, why they do me like that? It'd be even to the point I can remember, man, I'd be on the football field doing my thing, man. I'm talking about I score a touchdown. And you know you run over to the gate where all the hoods standing up, and I run over to the gate and I'm like, yeah, they like, oh, you still sorry, you still sorry, you ain't good, man. I'm talking my man, and that would hurt my little Hayden feelings. Hayden's so, from the side. That's how yeah. Walker does me every week. <laughs> <laughs> that would hurt my little feelings so bad, man. And you know, and after the game, I'm like, I'm thinking, man, okay, they gonna they go. You know, cause after the game, you know, you go back to the hood, you know, yeah. find who got the weed, you know, go for find the weed, man. <laughs> oh, oh, such such got it, you know, you right. know, get, get you a little sack or whatever. And I'm like, okay, they gonna celebrate me when I pull up in the hood, you know, they they on the car. Are you still sorry? <laughs> you wow. Know you know, so stuff like that, man. And I knew they were, they may have been just joking. They was just you know just ribbing me. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. But it affected you. But because of the conditioning of being hurt, rejected. Look down, all that. You get what I'm saying? Right. That would really, really, really when I when I would have those experiences, that would hurt me so bad. Right. Years later, I you know I I, I go to college, um, I get into the Bible, I get saved, and I learn about you know blessing them that curse me and and all this other stuff. And I can remember uh, before going back to this particular neighborhood that I'm talking about, I can remember I fasted for three days. All right, uh, just water and juice. And I can remember I went back um, and I had a very negative experience. I can remember preparing myself to tell the hood that I'm saved now, you know. And I can remember, man, uh, I went and I was like, hey, man, I'm saved now. They're like, what? <laughs> and it was like, the this was the biggest in my mind. I'm thinking they're going to be like, man, that's what's up, man. Congratulations. This the was the biggest. <laughs> I'm talking about I got laughed at. Yeah. So hard. Because a, a lot of times, you know, there's the a lot of people when they go to jail, when they get out of jail, they like, okay, y'all, I'm you know, I went to jail and I got saved. That was, that was a joke. Cause you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. within right, a few months, right. they're gonna be back to themselves. <laughs> and that's what they were saying with me. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. And and I can like, how you got saved? Man, the Bible say, oh, matter of fact, I, I'll be back. I run, go get my Bible. I got my Bible. All right, right here, it say, and I'm reading, going through the scriptures, and I can remember one of the OGs pulled up on me and was like, say, bro, you need to take that Bible, and you need to get away from around here with that. Oh, goodness. And mm. I'm like, what, what, what you mean? And um, a very humiliating situation happened uh, shortly after that. Mm. Um Literally, I got kegged by somebody and thrown on the car. Oh my and God. I was, they let me know, like, dog, you need, I told you. Now, this person that, that was in my ear telling me, I told you, get away from around here. This was a very well-known dope boy in the community. And he, you know, this was somebody that you just didn't mess with. Right. And they let me know. Now, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Yeah. 
And I had me a little had me a little piece. I had me a little heater. And I went and got it. And God spoke to me and was like, you just went and told him you saved. So what you gonna do with that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you see what, I'm right. what you gonna do with that? Right. You know what I mean? So I, I had to swallow that pride and I had to take that L. But anyway, I began to pray for them folks that did what they did. And me, can I ask you a question? Hey, yes. To cut you off. I think that is where people struggle with forgiveness. Yeah. Because you're about to enter into forgiveness, right? Yes. You're about to go through the process of yes. it. Yes. Where people struggle, and I think where people get angry with people who forgive people, mm-hmm. is that the the perception is that you're letting them off the hook. Yes. Even though they've done you wrong. Yes. And self-preservation is... What you're not going to do is do me wrong and then I allow you to get away with it. Right. It's in my power to do something about it, but I choose to sit on my hands and let you walk away with it. I think that's what angers people. And so one of the things we talked about on social media as it pertains to are there exceptions to forgiveness or why does it seem like we as a race of people? Mm-hmm have to forgive other people who probably it seems doesn't extend the same forgiveness to us when we do wrong. Right. (laughs) Why should we? Right. Is there, can we make excuses for not doing it? Especially if we're, if we're followers of the Bible, Mm -hmm. are there exceptions for us to disobey the scripture? No. And why is that? Because if you truly believe that Jesus is your Lord, he said, how can you be, you know, how can you call me Lord, Lord, you don't do what I say? Word. Word. Because I think that's where people struggle. And it's and the, and the, people, the reason why people struggle, because, again, they don't understand the process of forgiveness. Right. Right. And speaking of people, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to briefly uh, fill you into a conversation I had with a close friend of mine about this um, Botham Jean situation. Um, he was very candid, and he said, listen, and I didn't mean to take y'all on that tangent. No, no I thought no, it was it good. Gives, it gives us context. Yeah. That right. was great. Yeah. Because no, you can talk great. about something and people not know your experience. Yeah. So we had to get that. Yeah. We had to get that. Walker yeah. talks to me all the time about context because I, if it were up to me, we'd have none of it and just be random. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, in talking to a homeboy of mine about this, um, he, he, made, he made a statement on IG and he said, listen, um, God didn't tell him to do that. God would not tell anyone to do something like that in terms of um, Botham Jean's brother hugging, uh, is it Alec Geiger? What, what's her first Amber. name? Amber Geiger um, during the judicial process or whatever. And so um, it prompted me to, to, to talk to him and ask, you know, well, what, what makes you say that? And his, his immediate response was, Man, folks act like God is just loving all the time. But, you know, I serve a, I serve a God. And he, he kind of mixed up God and Jesus there for a second, which I think is very important. But he said, I serve a God that used to flip tables in the temple. Like, you know, God, God gets angry. And this man had every right to be angry at Amber Geiger. Mm-hmm. But him choosing to hug while it was a great, while it was a great thing, I really don't believe that God would have told him to do that. Right. What do you say to that, LP? Well, um, I'm not going to go back on my tangent, but I, I, I need people to understand that the concept of forgiveness is not for the uh, other person. The concept of forgiveness is for you. Right. You understand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that young man could easily allow 
the fact that this woman killed my brother. He took my brother. And she, he could relive that for the rest of his life. Mm. And it could torment him mentally for the rest of his life. And his hatred and anger toward her could literally cause those negative emotions will cause free radicals to run through your body. Sure. And then we got a mental health situation. Now your ment your mind, not only your mind, but your body can be negatively impact impacted. Science have proven that forgiveness is healthy mm. because unforgiveness can literally kill you. Oh, okay. Watch this. It's people that are listening right now. It may be one of us or all of us at this table. The woman that you are connected to, she may have been connected to a man before you that hurt her, that mistreated her, that did not do right by her. And we are paying for what mm. they did. <laughs> Word. We are paying facts. for what <laughs> big facts X did. Yes. We watch this. Watch this. We're paying for what dad did. Right. Or didn't do. We're paying for it. Right. Because that experience negatively impacted them, and it's a possibility they still have not forgiven dad. They still have not forgiven X. And because of that lack of forgiveness, there's negative emotions attached to her to where if we do the slightest thing that reminds them Triggers. of dad Triggers. or X, she going crazy. You get what I'm saying? So the same principle applies when we don't forgive people that have hurt us, people that didn't do right by us. If anybody does anything remotely close to what that person did to us in 1992, we blow up and go crazy. Mm -hmm. However, if we forgive what was done to us, forgive them for that. Now those negative emotions are gone. Right. You understand? So with that particular individual and those other people that was in the vicinity, when I got laughed off the block, literally, I've had the opportunity in my time of forgiving them, praying for them and all that other stuff. I can remember the individual that shot that keg up under me. I remember seeing him on the block years later. Like six years later. And I remember stopping and I jumped out of my vehicle and I ran to him and I hugged him. And I, sh I shook his hand and hugged him. And I told him, man, it's good to see you. And you want to know what happened after that? He said, man, I need to talk to you. I, I, first of all, I, bro, don't even bring it up, man. Mm. Don't even bring it up. You good. That guy talked to me. It was like nine o'clock that night. We talked till like one in the morning. Mm. He just pulling, pouring his heart out to me, pouring his heart out to me. And I'm just ministering to that guy. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Right. The people that were there that when it happened, I, I can remember, you know, cause whenever I go into that neighborhood, I pull up, I, I see one of them, I pull up, pull it to the side, run, man, what's up, man? Good to see you, man. Let's take a picture right quick, man. Click, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of times they be like, "You different." <laughs> mm, yeah. Why? You like, different. 
why are you yeah why yeah and you know what I'm saying and one particular individual and you have to be careful with this one particular individual that he 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 would really 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 just verbally abuse me and really used to make me feel just bad about just being me mm-hmm. over the years you know what I'm saying? I forgave him and all that other stuff <laughs> over the years man this was about this was about four months ago I talked to him on the phone I asked him I was like fam oh why did you treat me like that bro when we was younger that dude clammed up and was like bro like bro we, we was kids man why 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 you bring that up man like like man you bro you my dog man I, man I ain't got no bro bro I was I was just jealous of you man like but why you why you gotta bring that up, man? Like, just leave that alone. I'm like, bro, I'm not tripping. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I'm good, bro. But he like, man, just kind of leave that. I'm like, bro, you right. My bad. I, I probably shouldn't have brought it up, man. But let's just talk about something else. Mm. Wow. But because of who I am now, there's a more <laughs> of a respect for who I am now. Mm-hmm. And then the idea of thinking about what he, how he treated me. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of guilt. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I, I get it because, you know, hurt people hurt people. Right. So the people that people would hurt me, I hurt a lot of people. You understand? And so when I think about the people that I verbally abused and the things that I said and done, there's that's guilt that comes a lot of times. And I gotta remind myself, oh man, any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. I'm a new creature. There's now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Right. I will I will not allow condemnation but i still would just be thinking like dang man i i i shouldn't have, i shouldn't have right. did that boy like that right. right you know what i'm saying or i shouldn't have did that I, you know females that i dealt with in the past i thought i shouldn't have did her like that man right that junk that, that wasn't right that wasn't, you know what i'm saying right so a lot of times what i have to do in those situations i gotta forgive myself so there's a lot of people that struggle with they they struggle with forgiving other people because they haven't forgiven themselves. That's one reason. They hadn't forgiven people that hurt them in the past. And watch this. They have not accepted the forgiveness that was extended to them. Mm. Yeah. See, when you sit and you think of, I want you to sit and think about all of your sins, so to speak. Past. Present. Present and future. Think about all of that. Think about the stuff that you struggle with to this day. That would be deemed sin. Think about all the things that you did in the past. Think about all that stuff. Now watch this. The Lord dropped his head and said, it is finished. He paid the price and wiped all that clean. So when you accept that, like, I've been forgiven. Right. All that. It's so easy for the for me to forgive you, bro. Right. <laughs> because it only makes sense, dog. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was forgiven of all that. Who am I to not forgive you? There you go. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So for the person that have that have not said I received that forgiveness that was offered to me on the cross. For the people that hadn't forgiven that, the people that still deal with the cuz they, you know, my dear grandma Religious figures said you're going to hell. Right. That's a sin. You're going to hell. God going to get you. The Lord going to strike you down. For the people that's under that whole, the Lord going to get me. For the people that's under that whole, 
I'm going to hell, they got in their mind, there's some consequences coming to me. And they coming real soon. So whenever you hurt me, you need them consequences. You need to, uh-uh. They got to be some consequences for you. Right. What you did to me. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. Or because of what she did, she killed that boy. They got to be some consequences. Right. Because they got some consequences coming to me. So they got to get some consequences. On the flip side, I've been forgiven. The Lord went to the cross. He endured a lot on my behalf so that I could be free from the consequences that I should get. Mm. He took on those consequences when he was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. By his stripes, we are healed. Right. So whenever I know that all the Jesus substitutionary work for what I deserve, it's easy. Hey, it's easy, bro, for me to, hey, fam, no consequences. I forgive you, bro. I let it go. Mm-hmm. I let it go. And this ain't, again, this ain't just, I'm not just capping, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, one of my cousins that I love very, very, very much, that was my one of my favorite cousins. You know what I'm saying? Her life was taken, you know what I'm saying, as a result of uh, an abusive relationship, you know, domestic violence. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She was killed. That dude took my cousin from me. You understand? Right. I had to put this stuff into practice. Right. You get right. what I'm saying? Right. I ain't just capping. I was able to forgive that guy. Absolutely. You understand? Absolutely. This ain't just no cap. Can I ask you this? When we understand how God works, how he moves, he's already forgiven us. Yes. But God also holds us accountable to. Indeed. For our actions. I agree. Right? And I think when we understand forgiveness, there's also a correctional side or an accountability side to it. And I'll give you an example. Yes. I've been forgiven for all of my sins and my mistakes. Mm -hmm. Just a few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. my wife asked me something, right? She came to me about something and I wasn't doing nothing wrong, (laughs) but I got defensive Mm -hmm. in my response. Cause I'm like, where are you coming with this from? You wilding, Mm. right? Right. I go out the door and head to work on my way to work. I pray. Holy Spirit says, before you start talking to me, pick up the phone, call your wife and apologize for how you handled that. Because you're right. You didn't do nothing wrong, but it didn't warrant that response. Mm. I'm forgiven, but God still works and deals with me. And what we have to understand is that many of us aren't in a place to even hold people accountable because we haven't even forgiven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forgiveness, yeah. accountability comes later. Woo! That's why we mess up and we haven't done nothing wrong. In that same example with my wife, I blew up and didn't do nothing wrong, but then turned around and did wrong in my response. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. Before I could go, for, God said, don't talk to me before you talk to her. You get off the phone with her, then we can talk. Then we can chop it up like we do every morning. 
right? In other words, there has to be order set first within you before you can go deal with anybody else. There you go. We want to deal with folks and we ain't got ourselves together. In order, nope. Not in order. And I think I think it's important. It's important for us to understand because there's a clip. I want to play a clip. Everyone's talking about the family hugging this girl. Mm-hmm. But I want you to hear the matriarch, okay. the mother of this family, when she talks the next day. The next day, she gives a comment. Go ahead and roll it, Gat. Yesterday, we saw the conviction of Amber Geiger. And today, we heard the sentence of 10 years in prison. That 10 years in prison is 10 years for her reflection and for her to change her life. But there is much more to be done by the city of Dallas. The corruption that we saw during this process must stop. And it must stop for you. Because after now, I leave Dallas. But you live in Dallas, and it must stop for everyone. The contamination of a crime scene that we saw coming out of this case is one that must never happen again. The poor training or the poor use of what should have been training is what we see coming out of this case. should never ever happen again. And if this was applied in the way that it ought to have been taught, my son would have been alive today. So the next day, the mom goes on and holds the city of Dallas accountable for poor training, poor execution of training, how there was corruption at the crime scene, and how if those things don't get addressed, there will be another Botham John. Facts. After she hugged Amber Geiger, she held the city wait, of Dallas. Wait, hold on. I thought the brother hugged Amber Geiger. They said the mother did too. Oh, okay. The brother just got the press. There you go. Okay. He got right. the press for it. But the whole family hugged her. Okay. Okay. The whole family showed love. But then the mom comes up and says, but city of Dallas... Before I go home, you need to know what you did was not acceptable. And people are losing their lives and you're still being corrupt. Try to cover it up. Mm-hmm. That's a disservice to the... There was accountability. It came after the fact. Accountability and forgiveness to me is not mutually exclusive. No doubt. But forgiveness must come first. Amen. It has to come first. You have to get yourself together. What is it? Get the beam, the speck out of your eye. It's the beam in your eye. And then get, then you can clearly see the speck yes. in your neighbor's eye. Yes. But who has to deal with who first? Right. And forgiveness is how we deal with ourselves first. If I don't forgive, I'm not qualified to deal with you. So you got to first take that plank out of your eye. First thing first. Facts. Take that plank out. Then you can see clearly to take take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. Right. And why did Jesus use an eye? Because <laughs> the eye is a very sensitive organ. 
So you can't just gouge up in there. You have to carefully. You got to be delicate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So just like like I, I, I work in schools, right? It's a particular school. I was in the classroom with assisting a student, and the teacher in that classroom, she, uh, she's like, uh, she was very hateful and angry toward me with one of her responses, and it literally it embarrassed me in front of the whole all the all the kids looking at me like, what you gonna do? Like she she undermined me, like she treated me like a like a little boy. Mm. It was bad. Mm. And I'm talking about in the ins- on the inside, I'm boiling. And I had every right, so to speak, to turn up on that woman. Okay? However, what I did was I took the L. I left the classroom. I took the L and left the classroom, and I prayed. And in the midst of me praying, I was like, okay, I got to deal with her. I have to confront her. So I went back to the classroom. Knocked on the door. She came to the door. I said, excuse me, I need to see you for a second. She came out. She was like, may I help you? I said, hey. Uh, now, now, I went, after I left her classroom, I was around other co-workers. I was with my wife, everything. And none of them knew mm. about what I had just endured. I told nobody. I think it's a good thing you didn't tell your wife. Lord have mercy. I think it's a really, that was wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because. Yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> well so, documented. So, so, I'll use my imagination on this one. But yeah, I'm glad you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here it is. I went and I, and I confronted her. I said, listen, um, the way you handled me was very, very wrong. You didn't do me right at all. You undermined my authority. You embarrassed me in front of those children. And I strongly believe that you were wrong for how you handled me. And I just wanted to let you know how I was feeling. Now, I'm, you know, there's no shade. I'm still willing. I'm going to still come to your classroom and assist the student and everything. But I just needed you to know the way you handled me was very, very, very wrong. And she just stood there and was like, well received, well received. And she turned around and walked up. Now, how she responded was not my right. That was out. That was that was above me. But I had a responsibility for holding her accountable for what she did. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Now I forgave her. I prayed for her. Then I went and I confronted her. See, see the process. Forgive, pray, confront. Mm-hmm. See, whenever you forgive, that's the that, that's the first thing you're supposed to do. Then, in the process of praying, that's when you God, I'm mad at them. They they hurt me. They didn't do right by me. Blah blah blah. But you told me when I stand praying, forgive. I forgive and I pray that you will bless them. Da 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 da. da. So now, in the process of me praying, I'm doing some self evaluation. Remember, you got to do self assessment. Mm-hmm. So. God, help me not to have stuff in my heart yes. towards this person. Forgive us our debts mm. as we right. forgive our debtors. Search my heart and make sure there's nothing in me. Yeah. And reveal it if there is. Yeah. So I can deal with it. Yes. Before I go to her. Right. <laughs> right. 
Give me wisdom. Yes, there we on go. On what to say. Yes, there we go. Give me grace, because I can't do this without you. Yes. I may curse her out in my own strength. No doubt. So you got to help me, God. No doubt. You told me to do this. No doubt. Right? Right. So in being in being 100% transparent, I struggle greatly with the confrontation part of it. Um, <clears throat> I'm a man who's delivered from uh, <laughs> terrible temper tantrums. Um, that plagued my youth. You've seen you've seen remnants of it, but nothing like I used to be. But um, <laughs> but one one thing one thing I've kind of subscribed to is you know, and and when I've been in situations similar to that, to where I've been done wrong, I have to take it and I have to process right, and I have to remove myself from the situation, and that's never been instant. Do you think that there's any because because I, I I applaud what you did. You didn't let it linger. You didn't you didn't you didn't give that door any chance to open and you know lead your mind to curiosities. But to someone like me, do you think it's a detriment in getting to forgiveness by not confronting immediately? You can't confront immediately because if you do it immediately, then you're you're gonna be you're gonna do it based on your feelings. But LP, I'm talking like for me, I'm talking about like days and weeks. Oh no! What happens is during that, which you're giving yourself an opportunity to uh, rehearse what they did to you. Yes. In your head, and the more you do that, the horns will grow on their head, and they they <laughs> they become like the the devil, and you, you 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 the hatred sets in. But what if it's the other way around? Walker's seen this. He's he's heard me deal with this, but I will take that situation. Know that I was done wrong. And I would shift it and put it back on me. Like, well, there must have been some type of energy I delivered to make them act like that. Well, you go through that self-assessment period. And when you go through that self-assessment period, that's when you, you're you asking the Lord to search your heart. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, anytime I get into a situation, um, like with, just transparent with my wife, um, anytime she does something that I feel hurt my feelings so to speak or i feel she shouldn't have did me like that or she shouldn't have, you get what i'm saying yeah in my process of okay let me do some self-assessment you get what i'm saying when i do some self-assessment that's when i realize you know what i'm being petty in this situation mm-hmm. you know what i'm being selfish so the way she responded even though she responded the way she did they wasn't right but it was due to my selfishness. You get what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So let me let me let me give her some grace because if I wouldn't have been so selfish, she wouldn't have responded that way to me. She was wrong for responding that way, but I have to deal with my selfishness. So I'm I'm, I'm I have a part in this. Uh so that that gives me grace. That 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 gives me to extend grace to her. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. now I'm not so she just so wrong and she just talked to me. She didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I'm able to. I, I had a part in that. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. But if I just focused on, well, what about me? What about me? She shouldn't. She don't do me like that. Me, 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 me. And this is a reason why a lot of people struggle with forgiveness because that me, me, me element right. is there. Huh. Okay. Right. Right. We, 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 because somebody do us wrong, so to speak. We feel rejected, right? And we feel as though they are attacking us. But in all actuality, they may be attacking what we did. Right. 
Right. Or a particular character flaw that we have. They're attacking that. But we interpret it that they are attacking me. And then you get into self-preservation. There bro. you go. Yeah. That's yeah. when you get to, I ain't forgiven. Shoot. They shouldn't have did me. Me. Like what about that. them? Yeah. And they got to <laughs> have a consequence because they did me. Me. And two, to your point that you mentioned earlier, is when you begin to pray for that person, it's easier you handle them more delicately. Again, oh, yeah. the example with the 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 speck in their eye, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going into their eye with a knife to get it out. I'm being delicate with them. So now there's compassion there. Mm. So now I'm like, hey, is everything okay? Like, what what was up when you did that? You know, were, were you, you know, and, and you'll find out, even being married, I, we're all married men here. It's funny and this is the danger in internalizing stuff Oof. for a long period of time is Come that on. what happens is the issue that bothered you, it really wasn't that big of a deal. It just triggered something in you, mm-hmm. uh-huh. right? And it festered. And it festered. Yeah. yeah. And by the time you release it to them, they like, <laughs> oh, I, I did that. the toilet seat up. Right. Right, right, right. <laughs> I did that? Like, no. Okay. Like, why are you so, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's a, a three, a 10 second conversation is right. what it probably should have been. Yeah. But it's now five minutes because you got to get all this stuff out. Yeah. You done made your bullet points in your head as to what you're going to tell them what they did. Right. And I think evaluation. <laughs> you made your bullet point. You got, you, you dude, that thing as a hut, I have done a PowerPoint slide in my head about what I'm going to tell my wife when I talk to her. <laughs> And she say one thing and throws all that off with transitions or yeah I, I transitions got a, I got a whole lot of I, the I, little effects and all animations. oh yeah all of that got, the I've, sound I've created I've created a lot of PowerPoint presentations of you know I'm gonna get her yeah no doubt okay. and she say one thing that throws it off script and you be like wait 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 no no you supposed you supposed to say this so because I gotta say this right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and what you realize is that you made a big deal out of nothing. Out of nothing. Turn crumbs into bricks. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? I definitely can relate to that. <laughs> we all have done it. Yeah. We all have done that. We've all have been there when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. And then I I just I think that's a beautiful point about how it's selfish. We start we start thinking me, me, me. And not us or whatever the, the case may be with people who do wrong by us. Again, we've been taught, man, people have issues totally unrelated to you. Mm-hmm. It may affect you, but you're not the source of what happened. Right. <laughs> and look, that's why I said you remember, remember I said earlier, uh, those, you know, we're married and, you know, our wives have endured things, you know, from past relationships whether it's with a, a ex or with her father or whomever. Right. And a lot of times when we do anything that's remotely close to what they've experienced, we got to pay for it, right? So with having that knowledge of why she responded the way she responded, again, you know, it, it, she, you know, as he said, she have problems that's totally unrelated to me. Right. So I can't, Take it so personal. You get what I'm saying? Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
But if I'm all wrapped up in me, and that's that's that could be tough for us as men because you're supposed to be the man. You're supposed to let you supposed to get you know what yeah, I mean. You're supposed to do yeah. all, all that buck up, braise yeah. up in you, and you then tore your house yep. apart because yeah. you, you you get to open in your mouth and you get the same. Listen, bro. A woman has the capability of using her tongue to split you in two. Mm. She, she has that. She has the power. She Very ha- factual. She has the power. She Very can say factual. some things and it will split you in two. Now watch this. With the anointing that you carry as the head of your household, when you say something, you have the capability of crushing your woman. Because, also factual. Because your words, what a woman does, a woman... She takes what's said to her and it becomes whatever it is you say becomes an experience. So when you say what you say, an experience is created. You understand? This is the reason why a woman could be with a pimp. Uh, uh, she will prostitute herself because that pimp has the capability of using his words to create an experience to take her away from the negative circumstances that she has. And this is the reason why she'll stay joined to that pimp. Because that pimp, if you look at the pimps from the 70s, you know, they was they were fly with words. You understand? You know, and you know, baby, I just want to tell you, baby, you know what I'm saying? I'm not talking fast. I'm you just listening slow, baby. And just saying something <laughs> like that would create an experience for that woman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that thing that we call running game on a woman, what we're actually doing is we're creating an experience for her cause we're using our words to create an experience for her so even though she's been having game ran on her since she was 12 years old since she first got some hips and you know what i'm saying she's been having game ran on her anytime you got the time you you she there's an opportunity to have some game ran on her she knows that this is game but because of the experience that's being created she will, you know what I'm saying, allow you to run that game on her. And so if you say something negative to your woman, I learned I learned a long time ago, I've, I've made a personal decision that I will never say anything negative to or about my woman. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. And so because I know if I do, it's going to create an experience, fam. Yeah. Is she going to nurse that thing, bro? Because yeah. that's what she that's what a woman does, bro. She has the womb for a reason. Yeah. And her whole being is like she's a giant womb. She's going to take what you give her and she's going to nurse it and she's going to make it. I've watched my wife do that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So anything that come out of your mouth to your woman, fam, it can't be negative, bro. LP, serious question. Where were you 12 years ago? <laughs> what you mean, man? Dude, I could I needed you 12 years ago. What happened 12 years ago? Well, you got, no, I'm, I'm you just got you, you got married. <laughs> no, I got married 10 years ago, but I'm talking about the courtship of my wife. I, ah. you, you're ta- you're taking me back and you're making me think yeah. Of experience that experiences that I've created for her, yeah, all out of be all rooted out of be me being totally selfish. Yes, you know. Yes, because I don't know about y'all. And are, are we shifting here? Keep let's go. Okay. Let's I don't go. know about y'all, but 
those moments leading up to marriage and the first for us, the first three years, I knew everything there was about marriage. <laughs> Telling my wife, you come to the guru. <laughs> I knew everything. Being honest, those first three years, I made most of the bonehead decisions I've made in our 10 years of marriage. You know, but it was it, it all had everything to do with the experiences that I was creating for her and not not thinking about the fact that I was creating somewhat negative experiences. Wow. Can I give you an example? Can I sure. give you one too? Go sure. for it. Two for one here, guys. I <laughs> I told my wife, we've been married like 29 minutes. <laughs> we still at the reception. I'll never forget this. I told her because I, I'm, I'm a I'm, I'm very cost conscious, right? I yeah. watch every penny and every yeah. half a penny. You know this Walker, yeah, <laughs> with yes. certain exceptions. Don't look at my feet uh, <laughs> or your son's feet, right? Because right. your uh, shoe game is absolutely amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I learned from the best. <laughs> no, I, I remember telling my wife literally as we're on on the way to our reception on the on the you know on our on our wedding day. Listen to me, LP. I tell her, I was like, listen, we're not buying any more coach bags. Out of all the things that happened on that day that transpired, I mean, you got your family LP, here. Close you your just, mouth. Close your mouth. Don't want nothing, you don't want nothing to fly in your why, mouth. That's why I asked, where were you 12 years ago? Um, out of all the things that happened on that day, <laughs> family here. I got family in town from overseas, man. I'm marrying my woman. Mm. We in the limo. And the only thing I could think to bring up was a coach bag. Like, how random is that? <laughs> you know what my wife did? What she did? Listen, two days after that, on a honeymoon, she went and bought a coach bag. Wow. <laughs> Stuck it to wow. you. Stuck it all but the way to you. It, it's, a com- it's a comical example, but think about the experience I created. For what? So we can say, save a... a <laughs> Couple hundred dollars. Yeah. What? All right. <laughs> you, 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 you created an experience that it, it, it broke her heart. Right. It broke her heart. And, you know, like out of everything, this is what you. And so now she goes into now it's about to be vengeance. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Sticking it to you. Right, you, you, you finna get this I'm work. Show him. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But 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 again, we've all have done that. Yes, we've been there, and I us. just gave y'all one example. All of us, all of us have done it. <laughs> yeah. Listen, and, and my thing is, I learned, I learned being married to go to God in prayer with things that really bother me. Right, yeah. we're not talking pet peeves and little quirks that the per- I'm talking about is something that bothers me. I've learned before I talk to her, I have to talk to God. Yeah, yeah. because when yeah. I bypassed him and went straight to her with my issue, mm-hmm. I broke her. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah, I've learned that. Okay, that wasn't the result I wanted. I just wanted her. I just wanted her to get straightened out. I ain't want her broken. Yeah. Okay. So I got to go back to him yeah, to figure out how to straighten, not so much her, but the situation, right? Because a lot of times when I go back to him, I find out that I got, I got some homework too. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So now I it's not, a, it's not a you it's, Hey, let, let's see how we can figure this out. Mm. 
let's work through this. Now I'm more collaborative and I'm not, I'm not just dealing with her like, right. Get this to me. Get in line. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. the man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's more you know so like, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. unpack this together. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I have an issue. I want you to help me with this. There you go. You know what I mean? Help me understand this. Whole Spirit told me how to just ask questions. All and backdoor that, into that is the all, solution. All that issues is the are most major of major keys. All issues yeah. are Being interrogative. By, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All issues are settled by simple questions and answers. Yes. Absolutely. All. Absolutely. So help me understand this. Where, where I'm doing no, no, I'm I'm saying this this is this yes. is our, yeah. Help me understand this. And I allow her to the majority of the talking. Now she's not on the defensive. Right. She ain't got to explain herself. She's not. Y'all having a conversation now. Right. Instead of an argument. Which, I'll be honest, the first two years of our marriage, I I removed my wife from the ability of having a conversation because why? I'm the guy. I'm the I'm, guru. I'm the marriage guru. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you should have proposed to me. Yeah. I'm putting you on. Right. It, in reality, I didn't know anything, but. But um, yeah. LP, going back to forgiveness, man, there, there's something you said that penetrated my heart and my soul. And it's something I heard about three or four years ago. And that that has everything to do with the power of prayer. Yes. And um, since we since we bought, you know, marriage on, onto the table to discuss, um, I can remember, you know, I had I'd, <laughs> I'd recently been delivered from my first two years of total dysfunction that I was causing. And um I heard, I can't remember the pastor's name. I heard the pastor say, it is, it is humanly impossible for you to be mad or hold a grudge against someone that you are praying for. Yes. Not praying about LP. That's the praying for. That is the reason why Jesus told us pray for your enemies. Yes. It's not by you just being a passive weak person no, no. because when you are praying for the people that offended you that hurt you that didn't do right by you it is impossible for you to be having this vengeful while you praying for them. it's not gonna happen yeah so the concept of you praying for them is not for you to be weak passive or docile is to help you to manage your emotions Say that again, LP. <laughs> <laughs> this emotional management is something I could use a lot more. Dude, dude, let me explain something to you, man. Once you get a grip on that whole concept of praying for your enemies or people that didn't do right by you or people that hurt you, once you get accustomed to doing that, you have the capability to manage your emotions like a G. And these these are the facts. It's it it gets to the point where it's so repetitious to you, to where the principle it just plays out whenever the opportunity presents itself. Right. I work in a barbershop, right? And uh, you know, my boy understand. He's seen me in action. You know, when I'm in the shop and I'm cooking and I'm talking and I'm joking <laughs> and I'm having a good time. Right. There's people that don't. They're not too fond of me when it comes to that because some of the things that i may say may step on some toes right so because i'm so anti-religious um um and i mean that (laughs) um there's things that we picked up in the religious community that i just totally disagree with because it's not biblical and so i tend to speak on those things and i speak on those things with great passion 
one time I was in the barbershop and I was speaking on something. And there was a, a very devout church going brother that was in there. And he knew me personally. And he come to the barbershop and talked to me about church a lot. So because of the things that I was saying goes against what his pastor institutes and teach and drives home with them. Because I was saying what I was saying, I didn't know that he had a problem with what I was saying. But he made it very clear that he had a problem with what I was saying. And he stood up in front of everybody. And he made it clear. I am tired of you. I'm tired of you. Every time I come in the shop, you talking about this, this, that. And his wife jumped up with him. And they tag teamed. And they verbally wore me out. They gave it to me, bro. Wait, worse than the lady at the school? Yes. Oh, okay. It okay. was worse. All right. In the midst of my co-workers, in the midst of people that, you know, admire me as a person, they laid it down. A wife and a husband. Your wife then jumped into this. <laughs> Your wife going in on me right now. And I'm looking at you like, you ain't going to get your chick, bro. <laughs> you, you ain't going to get your chick. And they no. wear me out. In fact, he like, that's right, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and this is what he said. He said, and I've been feeling this way about you. And he said, somebody got to stand up to you. This is what he told me. And you want to know what I said? Because when I said, when I tell you forgiving and praying and all of those, when you do, when you've done that so much, you ain't got to go and do the, okay, let me go pray. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> no, no, no. Right. It becomes second nature. So it is so second nature with me. You want to know what I did? Where everybody was looking at me. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I had my clippers in my hand and I'm listening to them. When they finished, I, 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 I made sure they finished. I said, y'all might be right. And I started back cutting. <laughs> you know, in the Bible, and, said, and they had to sit right on back they, down. They went and sat back down. They sat down. Feeling, feeling I'm sure kind of like, like <laughs> you know, the, oh. listen, listen. I did all this work? The Bible That's says how you make me feel when I get emotional. The Bible says that a soft answer it turns away wrath. Yeah, but in the technical sense, you know what I'm saying. Energy is not destroyed; it's just simply transferred. Uh, uh, next, yeah. So that energy negative energy yeah. that they had, they tried to transfer it to me, <laughs> but I simply deflected it back onto them by my soft answer. And they said nothing in return. What, can you, what can you say? What do you, you say? Well, Walker, I would find something to say. Now I said you. I know you would. I said you. I said y'all might be right. But then he'll still come back. But that's the thing. I'm still giving you back soft answers. So it's like. <laughs> You're going to get fresh shopping, right? <laughs> now, 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 watch this. On a, on another thing, right? <laughs> right. Now, watch this. Watch this. Now, they were wrong for what they did, right? You're right. Okay. So, there has to be uh, accountability, right? Right. Okay. So, um, we didn't talk. You know, it, they went. He got his hair cut, and they were walking out. And I was like, "All right, man, y'all have a good one." I said, "Hold on, wait, 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 wait." I said, "Bro, let me holler at you right quick." So he came over to my station. I said, I said, dog, I said, bro, you was wrong for that, bro. I said, why you handling me like handle me like that? Especially in front of all these people. We supposed to be the church dudes. 
we the church dudes. And look at what you did with me. And then you invited, you involved your wife with it. I said, bro. And then you said you've been feeling that way. Why you ain't been told me this? Uh-huh. We, we could have we, we the church dudes. I we, love that. We could have settled this alone. So why you didn't bring that to me? Why you didn't let me know you felt that way about me? Right. We could have handled that. And you're right, man. I, 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 yeah, I probably went about that wrong. I mean, I, I mean, I, but I still feel this way, man. I, I understand that, but you didn't let me know, and then you did that in front of everybody. That wasn't cool. But it's all good, man, bro. I shook his hand, bro. I love you, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'll see you next time. Left it at that. But I, I held him a car, let him know yeah. you, were, you were wrong for that. Now yes. watch this. They ended up stopping coming to the barbershop, right? Because every time he come in, what's up, man? Good to see you, bro. Now he embarrassed. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Now and you I, look, bro, and I'm consistent because I'm that way with everybody that walk into that barbershop. What's up, man? What's up, King? Yeah. How you doing, man? Good to see you, bro. And I genuinely feel that way about anybody that walk into that barbershop because I love people. Now watch this. He ended up stopped coming to the shop, right? Him and his wife stopped coming. Four years later, I received an inbox from his wife. We were not even friends on Facebook. Four years later, I received an inbox from his wife and his wife apologizing for how her and her husband handled me in that barbershop. And she asked me to forgive them. You said nah. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Let me pray about it. Like you were giving four years ago. Yeah. yeah. It says if a man's ways are pleasing unto the Lord, he will make even his enemies to be at peace with him. You Facts. understand? Facts. People like to quote the, the scripture here, make your enemy your footstool. No, 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 no. I ain't focusing on putting my foot on him or, or dominating him. <laughs> he just said, if a man's ways are pleasing unto the Lord, he will make even Vengeance his enemies. Is the Lord. We gonna get him, Lord. To be at peace yeah. with him. You understand? Yeah. That woman asked me to forgive. Like, like, please forgive me for how we did you. You understand? And I ain't never change up and be on some more. I ain't talking to them when I see them. No. Hey, how you doing, sister? Because I call all women sister. Yeah. How you doing, sister? What's up, King? Good to see you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Now, how they did me was wrong. I let them know what they did was wrong. But again, I'm so used to people doing me wrong. <laughs> Gee, look, look, look. Listen, man, it is second nature for me to forgive them, pray for them, and you know what I'm saying? And confront. It's, it's, it's second nature. I ain't got no junk in me. Yeah. So whenever it happened, I understand they got some problems that's totally unrelated to me. <laughs> How are we doing on time? Uh, I'll follow no. your lead. Okay. I'm gonna follow your lead. I think it may be time to rap. I'm trying to rap. Okay. <laughs> Real quick, tell us, tell us about the project that you got going on and right now can, with, with before and, and the only reason I said we, we need to rap is because I want to create a positive experience for my wife. <laughs> In order for us to do that, we gotta rap. That was good. Thank you. No thank you. No that was a good one. No doubt. Um, no, I, I want you to uh, tell us tell about the project that you got going on with our youth and and, and diplomats and training. Oh man, we have uh, an amazing um, uh, thing that we put together called diplomats and training. And what we're doing is we uh, we're doing mentoring. It's multi multifaceted, but we're doing mentoring for uh, urban inner city children. But not only that, we 
are equipping teachers, coaches, and leaders on how to effectively communicate with urban inner city children. See, there's a big disconnect between um, uh, us and the children, and it, it, that big disconnect is due to culture because culture changes so much. Mm -hmm. A lot of us, we kind of like get left behind and we looking at now what the children are doing and we're like, why are they doing that? But what I've done is I've made a decision to continue to whatever direction culture goes into, I stay connected to where I know what's going on. I know why they doing what they doing. I know why they saying what they saying. I know why they're dressing the way they dress. And I know why they listen to the type of music that they listen to. I've made a decision to stay connected. And so because I understand why they think the way they think, why they do what they do, why they dress the way they dress, I'm able to effectively communicate with them. So whenever you stop following the culture, so to speak, there's this great disconnect. Once there's a disconnect, you can't effectively communicate. So once you can't effectively communicate, all the knowledge and wisdom and understanding that you have, you can't transfer it because your communication skill with that generation is off. So what we do is we teach and equip coaches, teachers, and leaders on how to so we update them on why they think the way they think, why they do what they do, why. So we deal with the whys and we show how to effectively make that connection, make that communication so you can transfer what you know and what you have to them. And so, yeah, that's what Diplomats and Training is all about. And we have a new thing that we're adding to it, uh, to Diplomats and Training. And um, my brother right here, is going to be assisting us with helping them with the dress element. Nice. Helping yes. them to understand the importance of being able to dress properly. You could not have picked a better person for that role. Yeah, he's definitely the sharpest guy <laughs> that I know. Can we go on about this or? No, you got to get home to your wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that that is that's that is dope. Yeah. So anybody, if, if anybody want to uh, uh, learn more, you can go to diplomatsintraining.com. Yes. yes. Uh, diplomatsintraining.com, and you can um, you can go on our Facebook page, Diplomats in Training, and you can learn and see what we are doing, what we've done, what we've accomplished, what we're setting out to accomplish, and you can just check out on any social media platform hashtag Diplomats in Training. And uh, you'll definitely be able to see some pictures and some posts and stuff like that on what we're doing. And uh, I'm very excited, man. My wife is helping me with that. We have some of the most phenomenal educators uh, in the area, you know what I'm saying, that have been working with urban inner city children. And they're doing some ex exceptional things uh, for the community, for our children. And so um, definitely, man, you know, I appreciate all of the support uh, that we've been getting um, from the area. Uh, we've been able to uh, go to other states and do, do you get what I'm saying? And yeah. so I'm excited about that. Man, I'm excited too. Yeah. How can we get in? How can people get in touch with you? Man, can you can hit me up on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, and it's all L P like Paul. That's L P L I K E P A U L. All all together. L P like Paul. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Snapchat. Um, hit me up, man. Um, it, it, you go on Facebook. I'm maxed out on friends. <laughs> but you, so you don't but say LP. <laughs> but you still have the option to click follow. 
<laughs> and you can follow all my posts and be able to comment on my post and we'll be able to converse with each other and stuff like that. Um, so yeah. NLP for people like me who want, who want more, you're you're giving us this level of interaction mm-hmm. just based on a particular topic. Yes. Oh, okay. I, I got to get plugged in. <laughs> I'm serious, man. I mean that. Yeah, I appreciate. I've it, enjoyed man. this. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. I go live all the time and talk about stuff, and I go in. Okay. Yeah. Um, before we wrap, LP, I need you to make this promise to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I would say no pressure, but pressure. Okay. <laughs> getting warm in here okay you have got to come back oh wow i i i would love to i mean i'm i'm flattered what do you want to do tomorrow i mean what you, what you got? <laughs> <laughs> hey you i said pressure <laughs> you need a few hours you need to go home and check in and meet us back i mean you got nothing else going on I mean, why <laughs> three kids in <laughs> no all jokes aside really like Whenever we can make it happen again, man, I will I will roll a red carpet from this particular spot to that door and welcome you in with open arms. I, I mean it. Man, I appreciate I mean it, that, seriously. man. Appreciate it greatly, man. Absolutely. So just let me know, man. Okay. You know, I'm one phone call away, man. We can make it do what it do. Cool. Cool. Bet. Listen, we got to get out of here. No segments this week. No award-winning segments. Uh, thank you, Casties. But anyway, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Tipping Point Podcast. Have a blessed, prosperous, and productive week. We love you guys. Talk to you later.